starting. Starting. You, you can go whenever you're ready. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Cape Time. We are back after a long hiatus with a lot of different topics to discuss, ranging from Marvel to DC to maybe even a couple other surprise topics. So, uh, you got a lot in here. Got a lot in here. Tom, how you doing? I'm alright. Uh, chilling in the car with my cousin Charlie, who's tagging along right now. We're doing, doing pretty well. Um, you know, just... We've had a lot of news since our last episode, so I'm excited to get into it and actually divulge into the into these things. Yeah, I mean, there is quite a bit to dive into here. I mean, uh, I don't even know where to start. I mean, do you have a do you have a point where you want to start? I feel like there's one point that I feel stands out above the rest. I think I know where you're going with this. All right, continue. Oh, yeah. Daredevil is returning. There is a lot of excitement for that, and there's also a lot of, oh, shit, is this really, uh, you know, is this is this actually a good thing? And for me, I'm more... about with that. Yeah, I got you. Buddy. Uh, for me, it's it's kind of double-edged. It's like, yeah, we're very excited. I, I'm I, good. I got you. It's more good than bad. It's more good than bad here. I, I understand that, you know, they won't go to the lengths in terms of uh, content that Netflix went with, you know, in terms of the violence and uh, probably even the religious themes and all of that. I, I feel like you will get a bit watered-down version of of what we've gotten, but what we got on Netflix isn't usually, isn't always what you get when you read a Daredevil comic. Daredevil comics can be, you know, pretty much anything. They can be R-rated, but they can also be that kind of PG-13 Marvel that we've seen, you know, from Feige's productions, you know. So it's not going to be what, you know, it's not going to be the season four that we all, you know, wanted, uh, but, you know, uh, I'm just happy to see these actors coming back. I'm excited to see the character be able to interact and not have any sort of legal issues with, uh, you know, whether or not they can make, do MCU crossovers. Obviously, I'm happy that Charlie Cox came back, uh, you know, as I almost get into a car accident there. Uh, you know, and D'Onofrio's back as well. Uh, you know, so more good than bad on that. That's really all I have to say. Yeah, I mean, for me, it's definitely a positive thing, obviously. I'm very excited to know that we're getting um, more more of Charlie Cox and his leading role going to be in a full series now on Disney+, Plus, which is awesome. And now um, it's really the age of Daredevil for uh, Marvel right right now, just given the amount of projects he's expected to be in. And, um, you know, it's really exciting, to say the least. And in terms of just what they're going to do with this show... You know, it's up in the air right now, but the writers, you know, they don't have any extensive reputation for anything great. But with that said, I don't particularly care. It's more just I'll worry when I have a reason to worry. You know, right now I'm kind of just going to roll with it and see what these these guys bring to the table because I really don't know what they are or aren't capable of. And you know, quite frankly, uh, Marvel has done this a few times where they get writers where you don't really know them and they don't have a big reputation they kind of just blow you away whether it's the case of maybe the russo brothers who coming out of a community or even with their most recent hire which we're going to talk about 
later with Thunderbolts, you know, they got a very unknown writer, but apparently he absolutely blew them away when he um, gave his pitch for the movie. So, uh, you know, sometimes it just takes the right kind of guy with the right kind of passion for a project, even if they didn't work out in other spots. So uh, we'll see what this series brings to the table. But, yeah, as a whole, it's definitely a positive thing. I don't really have a reason to be negative yet. For sure. I mean, I understand, you know, the concerns about, you know... Considering what the MCU has done in the past, you know, obviously they haven't gone to a lot of these darker places like we've talked about yet. Although I will say they're I think they are slowly building the audience to to prepare them for those darker places just based on some of the places we've gone in um Moon Knight where I think we're gonna be going in Blade, the fact that we're gonna be getting rated R Deadpool, like, you know, we're definitely gonna be getting to places where I think there will be more free reign for to, to go to those places, but uh, you know, for now, I just care that we get that the writers do their job, they give us a good series, and that and you know, in terms of just whether or not it's canon, again, it'd be nice to get that clarification. But um, you know, right now, my expectation is that um, maybe I'm the minority. I think at this point, just based on a number of things, I think all the shows are going to be canon to an extent. I, I think every single Defender actor will be back. Every single one. Yeah. E- even, even, even Finn Jones. Even Finn Jones. Even if not for a long time, I think he will be back. Yeah, I feel like we're at that point. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's exciting, but um, for now, there's not too much we know about the show, so it's kind of just uh, more of just an exciting thing to look forward to as more information comes out in the coming months. And I'm willing to bet at D23 this year in September we'll get an official announcement on the Daredevil show as well as maybe some of the uh, castings for it, or rather returning cast officially, because there's probably not going to be too many new cast members except maybe a villain or two, but um, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Uh, I expect the same thing. So, 
I guess another topic we can get into. Um, we have a Venom three script. <laughs> we do. We do have a Venom three script. Yeah, that's a that's something. That's, that's something. Gonna, that's a that's a movie that will happen. That's a movie that will happen. I can't confirm that is in fact the truth. And um, you know, I'm I really don't know what the hell they're gonna do. I don't know, but you know what? It's gonna be uh it's gonna be a, a fun train wreck, I'm sure. Uh, yeah. that's, that's pretty much what Sony is at this point. It's a fun sure. train wreck. So, I'm here yeah. for the chaos. I'm here for the chaos. Yeah, I think uh, I think Spider-Man's going to be in this one. I think they're, they're going to wrap it up here. Yeah, yeah, no, no, this is definitely going to be it, I think, for Tom Hardy. I don't think he wants to continue yeah. after this movie. And I don't really particularly blame him. <laughs> either way, either way. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that's all that comp that topic warrants, honestly. For sure. Uh, <laughs> so another topic we can talk about is uh, like I I briefly mentioned earlier, we do in fact have a um we have a Thunderbolts movie in development, um which is very exciting. I mean, you know they this is not gonna quite be I don't think Marvel Suicide Squad like some have kind of said it would be, but I think it's. In quote unquote Suicide a, Squad, oh, yeah, in the in the sense of uh, characters in this being kind of anti heroes, a lot of them, or in the case some of them even villains. It kind of depends on what the roster is. We don't really fully know yet, but um, it's a project I'm excited for. I don't really know what it is yet, so I'm not gonna like, you know, tell you I'm crazy excited right now. But um, it, it's interesting. I'm excited just because of the fact this is really the first um team-up project we're hearing about in quite a um quite a while in terms of like a real like team instead of like two people maybe like you know in Doctor Strange 2 or something like that for sure uh you know I think I think the Thunderbolts was one of those things that's been in the cards for a long time yeah and the actor that played Thunderbolt uh died uh you know, so it's kind of kind of ironic that they kind of waited so long that the actor that was playing him in the MCU died before they could get the Thunderbolts movie. I definitely think Tyler played basketball after that. Yeah, uh, but but you get what I'm saying. Like this was this was gonna this was inevitable. Yeah, no, it was absolutely always gonna happen, and you know, just looking at the. Uh, the way things have been structured, um, it's pretty clear that uh, Elaine from Seinfeld is going to be, <laughs> um, as I like to say, um, she is going to be the head the head of the Thunderbolts. You know, yeah. there's there's been talks of Dark Avengers and everything, but it's pretty clear to me they're not doing Dark Avengers. Thunderbolts is kind of going to be a blend of Thunderbolts and Dark Avengers in a way, I think. It's definitely not going to be exactly the same as the comics, but there will be definitely a lot of... Uh, a lot of similarities, and just if I were um to to guess on the roster, I'd expect we'd get like Yelena, we'll get uh we'll get John Walker, probably Abomination, maybe Zemo. There's been talk of Ghost from Ant Man and the Wasp. You know, there's a lot of possibilities, but um I think most of the actors that are gonna be on that roster are already existing in the MCU, unless they introduce maybe maybe at most I think they introduce one new one at, at most. That's usually how it works. Like, yeah, they have so many of them like established. So like, I but I do think that you know I think it's pretty. It's kind of like what Suicide Squad two did is like they uh they brought back a lot of the 
old Suicide Squad that lived um, after the, after that first movie, and then they just kind of, you know, introduced a bunch of new characters. But I think uh, Thunderbolts will be uh, mainly, like you said, mainly guys we've already seen mixed with, you know, one or two members that, you know, have no, you know, you know, are getting introduced in that one. Mm-hmm. Or, and that's or, um, or very exciting. Yeah, you know, the thing is, um, these are a lot of characters that we just got introduced to in them, not just in the past, but like the relatively um, recent history, because really in that entire roster outside of Abomination, I think the probably the earliest member of what the roster could be might be Ghost from Ant-Man the Wasp, and that's from 2019, if I recall correctly. So um, yeah. really, if you're thinking about it, it's really all characters that have been introduced in the last three years, with one year being a COVID year, so really nothing even happened that year. So these are all these are all very recent characters, and I think that it's, it's great that we're going to get fairly um, quick payoff on some of them and getting to see them all in these groups. You know, I think it's going to be very rewarding as a fan after seeing John Walker and uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, getting to learn about Yelena through um, Black Widow and Hawkeye. You know, you're really going to get to see these characters over a full film, interact in a group, and you're going to get to learn a lot more about where they stand as um, heroes or maybe in some cases villains. So um, it's a very exciting place to go to. I'm curious to see how they tackle this, who, ha- who what the antagonist is going to be. There's a lot of questions still in regards to what this movie is going to be. But uh, like I said, this is the first team-up film, really, of Phase 4. So that's that's really cool. It's very cool. It is very, very cool. I'm, you know, I'm just excited to see this, this one actually come to fruition after all the years of rumors about it. So, yeah, you know. Score score one for the good guys. On the score point. one for the good guys. And, um, you know, I, I'm excited to keep going down this list of topics because there's really a lot of stuff I've wanted to talk about. But um, I guess another one that comes to mind is uh, top Fantastic Four, man. Um, you know, this has been a topic a lot over the last year since they – or two years since they first announced it. And now we're finally – you know, John Watts is off the project and now – Foggy is searching for a director, and it's apparently the biggest director hunt in Hollywood right now. Everybody wants the job, and Foggy is looking for a big-name director. And uh, I'm curious to know, like, what what is a big-name director in this case? What, what constitutes that? Are we talking, like, uh, like an A-list director, a B-list? Like, I'm not really sure what they're looking for yet, but it, it sounds like they want someone pretty huge. Yeah, uh, for Fantastic Four, I think, like, you're looking at a Raimi type. Yeah. Okay, jeez. Uh, but yeah, you're looking at a Raimi type. I think, like, uh, who who else, like, kind of fits that bill? So. You know, I mean, if we're talking true A-listers, I mean, I, um, I just one on the top of my, the tip of my Andrew tongue, I can't Wright's think of. Fantastic Four. Yeah, like, you know, that's, I think that's, like, right at the, <laughs> This isn't an insult to Edgar Wright. I think he's the bottom of A-list, but I think they would love him. I think they would love him still. Like, Alfonso Cuaron would be good, because he did, uh, he's done amazing work. Like, he's someone that comes to mind. You know, even though I don't think it'll ever happen, I'm sure they're going to be looking at someone like Paul Thomas Anderson, who's Christopher Nolan's fan. Oh, oh God, no way. Nope, don't even put that in my head, because he would absolutely kill it. Christopher Nolan's fantastic. Uh, shit. 
then. I mean, we'll um, Paul, Tom, Paul Thomas Anderson would at least be a interesting pick. I mean, he's, he's a huge name. And yeah. the reality is he's already expressed interest in doing those kind of films because he, he said at this age, you know, he just wants to kind of do something that's a little more fun, maybe make his kids happy. And that's something eventually a lot of directors kind of get into as they get older. And I think I'm not sure if he actually has interest in this project, but I'm sure he's someone that they at least reached out to because you'd be dumb not to reach out to someone of that caliber. For sure. I mean, he's definitely, he's definitely like one of those names where like you would never expect the guy no. to do a superhero film, but like, I think, I think like you said, like maybe, maybe, maybe we find one of these kind of, uh, a-list directors who two years ago may not have been open to doing superhero movies. You know, maybe we find one of those guys and and uh, or or girls, and they do they do the movie. Uh, you know, Fantastic Four is just one of those uh, properties that everyone wants to get their hands on. I'm sure. So, curious. I have a curious. Um, people have been bringing up the whole. Um, why should well. A good pick for this would be um, Brad Bird. That's a big one. What do you think about that? Yeah, he did. I I think that's the the kind of obvious one. Incredibles, the first Incredibles movie. Mm-hmm. So that that's just the one that's like, yeah, like it's just obvious. Uh, but, like, obvious isn't necessarily bad, if that makes sense. Oh, no. Well, the thing is, in a case like this where we're talking about quote-unquote obvious, we're talking obvious because these are A-list directors. Any yeah. A-list director is a quote-unquote obvious pick because they have such established names in the industry. So yeah. I think at this point, you know, you can, it's like if you picked Steven Spielberg and someone said, you know, that's a – that's a safe pick. It's like, Steven, Steven well, yeah, Spielberg it's a safe pick because he's Steven Spielberg. <laughs> Steven Spielberg, Fantastic Four would be incredible. I would pay absurd amount, amounts of money to see that. Like he, he would honestly be at the top of my list if I were to choose any director. Yeah, it, it won't happen. But like, if I were to pick any, it, it would be him. Yeah, like you said, that's not gonna happen. No, like it won't. But it would. But I will say though, like. I feel like he would really have so much fun with the family side of it, the imaginative, like, um, potential imagery you can use. Like, there's a lot of cool things that he can do with that kind of movie. And if you get the right, just, um, the right other people involved with it, too, for, like, the action sequences and everything, I think you could really have an explosive movie if Spielberg was involved. But, um, again, it, it won't happen, but I am sure, I am very confident in saying, I'm sure even he was reached out to because I think Feige is really going to ask everybody. I do. Steve, you want to come? Yeah. Guillermo del Toro is fantastic for me. Oh, no, 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 no. I don't want that. <laughs> uh, you just throw out as, ma- as many names as you want, and I'm sure they've, uh, I'm sure Marvel has at least contacted that person. Cause, yeah. Like, fantastic Four is just one of those, uh, properties where it's like uh we try to get this one right so yeah no they they cannot fuck it up they really can't so like this is like more of a you can't fuck this up than spider-man and uh back when they got spider-man back yeah no there's no like there's just no way you can fuck this movie up and move past it like this is literally year i mean 15 years worth of movies that people have not been content with yeah. And now you kind of have to fill 
that gap in with a, but not just a good movie. I think this movie needs to be kind of great. Like it can't just be a movie I walk out of saying, you know, that, that was good. That was that was pretty good. Like I I want I need to walk out of there saying like that is the definitive Fantastic Four movie. Like that's it. That is it in every possible way. At the very least, you have to leave the theaters thinking, uh, I want to go see more of that. Mm-hmm. Like, that's the, that's the thing, because, like, you know, fan, the first Fantastic, uh, the, the, the theatrical Fantastic Four movie, not the cheesy 90s one, uh, the 2005 one, it got a sequel, but, like, it didn't, it didn't, like, get a second sequel. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, like, no, it did not. So, like, you need to leave it saying, you know, uh, I, I, I want to see more of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the key, really. And I'm really excited to see what they do. We don't, we don't even have any word on casting yet, so I'm sure that's probably going to come after a director, I'd assume. But um, we don't really know. Maybe they even have a one one or two people lined up already maybe i really don't know what they've done but uh cause at one point i did hear there was a member there was a member cast but um i'm pretty sure honestly that was probably for doctor strange too yeah so so at the time so i'm gonna guess that honestly there's still no one cast in those roles yet but uh i'm hoping we get something at um d20 uh, um yeah, d23 but um it's really uncertain right now because that's in September. You know, there's a very good chance that they're just getting a director at that time, let alone a cast. But um, we'll see. We'll see what happens there. Either way, it's definitely my most anticipated Marvel movie, or like one of my most anticipated. And I am, uh, I'm excited to get more news on it because I really want to talk about it more with people. Yeah, for sure. All right. Um, I guess the next topic, um, the, the one that had some controversy, the She-Hulk trailer. Ah, uh, come on. Yeah, we're gonna have to go there. We're gonna have to go there. Um, yeah, we we do. I will, I'm gonna speak on this, and I will let you speak after. This is gonna be very very blunt. Um, you know, there were obviously some very very clear issues with the effects for She-Hulk in that trailer. No denying it. You'd be dumb to to walk your way around it. It was not good in that sense, and the tone of it might not even be for everybody. That's totally fair. With that said, they still have a fair amount of time to get shit done before it releases. They're going to be working on this to the last second. Yep. And, and that's just the reality of it. So what you saw was not a finished product. And this is the most CG-heavy show. And maybe, honestly, it could even be one of the most CG-heavy projects Marvel has ever done. Because you're talking about six hours of a female Hulk on screen with other CG characters riddled around her throughout. Like, yeah. it's going to be... Like, you're talking a shit ton of CG. And that's not even, like, a case of, oh, it's Marvel just do, using too much CG. Like, no, they kind of have to. It's a Hulk. <laughs> like, it's it's the Hulk. You're going to need to use CG here. There's no way around that. So, it's if anything, the, what you have to point to is the fact that COVID really fucked a lot of these VFX houses and everything uh, is behind. Yeah, uh, it is definitely, at least in the top. It, for Especially for... Uh, you know, a, uh, a TV budget, sort of. Uh, you know, they've got to kind of spread the money around for six hours or eight hours as opposed to, uh, you know, a two-hour movie. So, and that, that's a, that's, that's the trick. I mean, like, you got to make the money last a bit more when you're doing a TV show as opposed to a two-hour movie. Uh, 
especially with, like you said, all of the CGI. So it's just one of those things. Yeah, you know, you're definitely right. There's, there's, it's one of those things that you can't avoid, and and I'm hoping it's it's good, and I'm hoping it's ready. I will say it's towards the among all these Disney Plus shows, it's the one I'm probably least in, like, excited for. But um, yeah. You know, that doesn't mean I won't enjoy it. In fact, I might end up loving it. I wasn't even crazy excited going into uh, Miss Marvel. And, and that's someone who likes – I do really like the character, but I wasn't too excited going in. But um, yeah, I, I can confidently say after watching two episodes, I think that show might be the best, if not one of the best things Marvel has done. I mean, it's fucking fantastic. It's so good. Yeah, for sure. I mean – I haven't I haven't caught up on uh, Miss Marvel yet, but I've heard good things. Obviously, like I feel like a big reason why the viewership is down on that one is like there was a lot of you know bad buzz and and you know before the show dropped because of all the the changes they were making. It was just kind of like honestly, um, I think I think the biggest factor is Obi Wan being the same day. Yeah, and that, that obviously didn't help. So like, like yeah. So like when you when you factor that and like I watched Obi Wan over Miss Marvel, I'm gonna be honest. But uh, you know, I will say after watching Obi Wan, I would watch Miss Marvel over Obi Wan because that show has been quite disappointing for me. But um, I'm not gonna get into that. Yeah, uh, maybe one day we'll we'll start uh, Star Star Time Star Wars <laughs> or uh, yeah. So yeah, but yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, I, I need to see Miss Marvel. I've heard good things, so that's that's really good to hear that. Well, you, you know. love because if I'll say this, you're someone that really loved Spider-Man: Homecoming. Yeah. So if you loved Homecoming, you're gonna love Miss Marvel. Uh, I, it's very reminiscent of that. Well, honestly, I'd say having much more of a director's flair on top of it, very much so visually. And so I would say, um, I right now, if I were to put it in my rankings, two episodes in, which doesn't really mean much, but I'm just gonna say it's like. A, a tiny bit ahead. It's tiny bit ahead of Homecoming for me, honestly. Fuck you. Well, you know what? We still have four episodes left. So. Fuck, fuck, <laughs> fuck you. Don't ever say that. Sorry, buddy. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, I'm excited to see it. I mean, it, it does. It does have. It definitely has that kind of Homecoming uh, charm to it. That kind of look. That high school homecoming look that we saw. Yeah. So I'm excited to see it for sure. Um, yeah, you you can always tell when a director has a lot of passion for what they're doing. It comes through. Yeah. It comes through in every shot for for those kind of projects. And in Miss Marvel, I will say it, it comes through. You know, these these two directors really put their heart and soul into it, and you could feel that. So um, it's definitely worth checking out to anybody who's listening. Please, I implore you to watch it because you're gonna really have a good time. I think. But um, back to She-Hulk though. Um. Yeah, you know, there's a lot of things that gotta get sorted out with that show still. I've heard a mix, I've heard a mixed bag. I've heard some people saying they've heard it's great, and I've heard some people saying it's problematic, but at the same time, you know, you don't really know who to listen to with that. I'm just gonna wait till the show's out, and I will make up my own mind, but, uh, I'm excited, I'm, I'm excited to see Daredevil, obviously. That's kind of a big part of what I'm anticipating in that show, I'll be real, but, um, we'll see. I am, I am in it for the cop. Yeah, I'm in it for the cocks. I'm in it for the cocks. There's no way around that. Hashtag in it for the cocks. Yeah, I mean, Echo is a big one, you know, double cocks. Double cocks. You got uh, a leading performance by a cocks, and then you got a supporting cocks. Yeah, you, you always need that supporting cocks. You always need the supporting cocks. 
Yeah. All right. Uh, um. So we're we got like one or two Marvel topics left, and we'll transition to DC. Um, another Marvel one, Loki season two, just started filming pretty recently, which is cool. Um, yep. That's the show. I will say, among all the Disney Plus shows they've done, I think that might be their best. Um, that and Moon Knight are definitely my two favorites. And Loki is fucking fantastic, man. They really nailed that show, I think, to a T. And that was definitely one of those shows where I think the six-episode format, honestly, was utilized perfectly. I never had a single issue in terms of the pacing of that show or not having enough time to do things. I think they did everything perfectly. And um, I'm excited what they, to see what they do in season two. You know, seeing more of Jonathan Majors is going to be a major dub. Um, next year uh, is going nice. to be his year. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Next year is going to be his year, you know. Um it's going to be Ant-Man 3, where he's going to be the main villain, and then you're going to get Loki Season 2 in the middle of the year. So uh, we're going to get to see a lot of him, and that's big, because he is going to be the next Thanos-level threat. Yeah, I mean, obviously, like, we saw a little bit and bits and pieces of him in uh, Loki. So I'm just excited to see how he'll expand upon that performance and play, like, the different uh, iterations of the character. Um you know, so it's an exciting time if you are a Kang the Conqueror fan. Yeah, um, I'm very, I'm very excited as someone who loves Jonathan Majors. I think he's a phenomenal actor, and just the just the fact that he's going to be a staple in the Marvel Cinematic Universe for years to come is really awesome. And you know, and that's without another villain that I know we're going to get not just soon, but in the near future. From, from what I've heard, is um. Doctor Doom, man. Doctor Doom is going to be a big deal. I mean, I, I, that's probably my most anticipated casting for all of the MCU, honestly. Yeah, Doctor Doom. It's like you really have to get that one right. I mean, that guy's like when you think of Marvel villains. If you're a Marvel comics fan, Doctor Doom is Doctor. It's like Doctor Doom, Magneto, and like. He has, like, Norman Osborn. Yeah, like, Doctor Doom is about as iconic as it gets. Yeah, like, you don't really... You don't really get much better than Doctor Doom. So, I, like I like I said, like... Yeah, I just you have to get that one right. I mean, like... Guy, the guy that I would like is, like, Killian Murphy, but, like... Oh, I would actually die if I saw Killian Murphy as Doctor Doom. But, but like... Shit, I uh, just get that one right. It doesn't matter yeah. if, if it's a if it's a known actor, or an unknown actor. I don't yeah, just get it right. Just get it right. That's really what matters That's, in the end. I I think we can say that about like just about everything pertaining to Fantastic Four. It's yeah. like it's like you really need to do this right, or else or else we're we may not see Fantastic Four for a long time. So Tom, I have a I have a fun topic to get into with you. Okay. This is in regards to this is just a topic that's been been talked about for a couple months now. I'm curious to get your thoughts on it. Um, I know how I feel, but there's been the talk of just in regards to the MCU as a whole that Phase Four has been directionless. Yeah. Do you think that's an accurate statement? Hmm. I wouldn't say it's directionless. I'm just I just think there are individual stories taking place in the in the universe and you know i don't i don't really feel like there's much of a need to have everything connect in a sense like yeah uh 
Like, it doesn't all have to, like, so, like, Miss Marvel, I'm sure, doesn't have much to do with whatever, like, Secret Wars event they're planning in terms of the plot of Miss Marvel. But mm-hmm. the character is being set up, right? Yeah. And, and the character will be in the Secret Wars movie, most likely. So, like, like that's basically, like, my, my thought process is, like, even mm-hmm. if the plot, even if what happens in the plot doesn't have much to do with the long-term planning, uh, you know, and, and it's just an individual contained story, you're setting up the characters to be used in, in other stuff and the, and the big, uh, finale. You know yeah. Same yeah, with no, Shang-Chi. Right. Uh-huh. Yeah, you know, you're absolutely right there. I would, that's pretty much how I feel as well. Not everything needs to be building towards this larger arc. And, you know, the reality is you have a couple projects that have already done that partially. Like, um, you look at Loki. Like, that's a project that's directly, like, helping build towards that larger story. Or if you get to No Way Home, even though obviously that goes beyond just building, but, like, that movie does help build towards that multiverse plot. And then you get to Doctor Strange. And that's a huge movie for the plot of the future of uh, the MCU. So, like, you're getting those movies still. It's yeah. just that It's just that the movies around them aren't necessarily as connected as some of them have been in the past. And that's for okay. Sure. That's definitely okay. If anything, I would say the only critique I can really get in any way, for myself at least, would be um, just the fact that because of so many projects existing it's sometimes it can be tough for certain characters to get their arcs continued within a reasonable amount of time like just off the top of my head like someone that comes to mind is um sam wilson as captain america man like you know he's such an important character i would think towards the future of the mcu we got his show in 2021 and we're probably not going to see him till 2024 maybe and that's that's a span of three years yeah that's a lot of time to not see not just a, a pretty good character, but I would say probably someone who's going to be one of the leading members of the MCU. Yeah, for sure. He's one of the faces of the universe now. So Yeah, so that I would just say that's probably the one thing I would say. Just try to have those characters that are as important as someone like him come around a little more, maybe. But um, out, but outside of that, though, in terms of just the self-contained stories, I don't think that's an issue. And I think, honestly, it's beneficial to the MCU because as you move along and you get to these stories where the connections start to come into play more, you're just going to appreciate those stories more so than you would otherwise. Uh, in a minute. Uh, yeah, for sure. I mean, you know, it is what it is. It is what it is. We, I, Here's the thing, like... I'm okay waiting a few years to see certain characters. I just, I'm just yeah, enjoying. Yeah. I, I like the kind of individuality of Phase Four in a sense. I understand why, you know, people who have grown up with the first three phases and having everything connect to one another are interested in in having some more of a clear kind of thing where it's like, oh, this connects to this, and this is going to lead to this, but. Uh-huh. I grew up, I, I, we grew up with pre-MCU Marvel where every story was like individual. So like, we're kind of like, it kind of feels a little old school, some of these projects. Yeah. You know, honestly, if anything, like, I'm not going to say phase four is perfect because it's not. And I don't think yeah. any of the Marvel phases are necessarily perfect because, you know, this one has certainly a couple movies I wasn't thrilled about. Like, I didn't really like Black Widow. I didn't, yeah. um, I wasn't. The thrill. I mean, personally, I didn't love Doctor Strange too, but um, 
you know, there were also, but even with some of those movies like Doctor Strange 2, even if I didn't love it, I can still deeply appreciate the work Sam Raimi did and the fact that it's not like any other Marvel movie. And I think it deserves props for that. And you go across even some of the other projects, um, I think as a whole, honestly, now more so than ever before, you're getting more of a director's vision across the projects. I mean, like Eternals, man, like even if you don't love that movie, it's a Chloe Zhao movie. Like, like it absolutely is. And I don't think there's any denying that. And you go across some of the um, Disney Plus projects, like Moon Knight is so director-based. Loki is, has so much creative style to it. WandaVision was such a different... I mean, the fact that they opened up Phase 4 with that show is just wild. I mean, you know, they're getting into a lot of fun and different territory, and I respect the hell out of it, even with the couple issues and blitz that are there. It's a great phase, and I, I am excited to see what they're building towards. For sure, I mean... It's just different than what the first three phases were and how they're approaching this. So, you know, just be patient if you're someone who's worried about the direction because usually the direction just reveals itself after a while. I mean, like, when I was watching, like, the first Captain America or the first Thor, I didn't really know how it was going to connect to Avengers 1. And then, like, Thanos pops out in the post credit yeah. scene of Avengers 1. And it's like... It's just not that, it's not, it's not necessarily needed for everything to be spelled out for you, you know? No, not at all. And you know, the reality is even too, like, with the amount of projects that are getting released yearly, if anything, this big thing that, that they're building towards is going to come quicker than it has previously. So for the people that are like wanting it so bad, you know, it's going to happen and maybe not like in the immediate future, but less time than it took to build towards Infinity War, honestly, probably, if I were to guess. Yeah, I mean, it shouldn't take too long. I mean, we've already gotten a lot of the rules established. A lot of these characters are getting established, so it won't take too long. Yeah, no, I'm definitely with you on that. And um, yeah. I, I would guess by 2026, 2027, you're going to be getting that Secret Wars kind of project. I, I yeah. So um, and that's when you think about it, that's only four years, maybe. That's really not that bad. That's not, really. not bad at all, and especially if you're talking about eight to nine projects a year, you're talking close to 30 projects coming out by the time you even get to Secret Wars. And that's more than enough time to build that story in the way we deserve. So yeah. I'm, not, I'm not really concerned about that side of it personally. It's, it's really not even a, a thought in my head. But um, the last Marvel topic we'll get into before we transition to DC, um, we're, getting a, we're getting a Wonder Man project. We are getting a Wonder Man project. I know nothing about him. Me neither. Let's move on. Yeah, but I will say, though, before we move on, um, I am happy to see that we're getting um, some of these, not necessarily unknown characters. He might not even be unknown. Oh, I honestly, I don't know. As a, um, I'm not an avid comic reader, but um, the character seems cool, and I've seen people fan cast Zac Efron as him, so I'm kind of for it. So that's cool. But, uh... Yeah, give, give me Zac Efron in the MCU. That's the bottom line. Yeah, why not? Why not? Sure, Fuck it. sure. That, that, that's, what, that's what we're all about here. Fuck you. You can, uh, bet, you can bet on him joining the MCU. Yeah, I'm a Zac Efron guy. I, I like him. I can't help him. Sorry. He likes the interconnectivity of the MCU. He says they're all in this together. Tom, that might have been one of my favorite jokes from you. Good job. Thank you. Um, all right, so I guess let's get into DC, which is, uh, 
It's basically Ezra Miller talk and Amber Heard talk. Yeah, we have um, maybe one or two non-topics of those, but mostly that. Uh, so I guess we'll just, I'll, I'll dive into Ezra Miller. Um, you know, it is a unfortunate that we even have to talk about this, but we do. And I am very uh, sad that Ezra Miller is in such a uh, bad place right now, but the reality is they need to go to jail right now, from what I've heard. Obviously, we need we need we need a trial. We need to know what happened and what didn't happen. We need a lot on this one, but it doesn't sound good to say the least. I mean, look, there's enough people. Like, we had the one person. Um, I forget the name of the girl that he spent all that time with, but uh, yeah, I think it was like Tukata, um, or something along those lines. But yep. uh, and then you had recently another. Um, said a parent speak out, and I'm willing to bet there's going to be a lot more that come out now that those two did. I think it's going to be rapid fire from this point on. You're going to have more people coming out speaking against him, and once you get to court, it's going to be a disaster. If they can even find him to get him to court, I mean, that's a whole other topic. Cause he's, yeah. he's literally missing right now. We can't find Ezra Miller. It's, it'd be very nice to find him. It'd be funny if they arrested him while he attends the premiere of The Flash. Yeah, I mean, I um, I how, don't know what they're. Um, I'm not even sure what they're gonna do. I don't. I mean, it's. I'll say this: it's, they already said, according to insiders, that uh, he's not gonna be part of the future, which is already kind of obvious, to be quite honest. But um, it, it's been said now he's not gonna be part of DC moving forward. But it's really just about what the hell do they do with the Flash movie? Because it's not just about him; it's about the hundreds of other people that are involved with that movie, in addition to how important it is to what they're doing. I mean, that movie is quite literally the most important DC movie to date. Like, quite literally, it is. Yeah. I think the easy fix is just, like, for 95% of the movie, it's Ezra as for the Flash, and then when he changes the timeline, you just uh, reshoot that scene, those scenes with uh, a new actor. I agree, but my and question is, if he's convicted, do you still do that? <laughs> I, I, that's what I'm saying. These are the tough questions that they got to deal with at WB right now. If he's convicted, do you like? Can you release this movie? I mean, like, fuck. It's a, it's such a tough spot because, like, if you don't. You're fucking over so many other people. You're fucking over your your universe. And yeah. lastly, you are going to be losing a shit ton of money. So I just don't know how they don't release it. But at the same time, if that happens, I don't know how they do. Yeah. Like, here's the thing. They'll release the movie. It'll, it'll come out. It's just that... Like, they're going to have to, like... I don't think he's. I don't think they're gonna let Ezra do press for it. Oh no, no, he's. There's literally zero chance he's doing press. That to me, that's already like. I think. Cool. I think you could see like kind of a rebrand where of the film where it may not even be called the Flash. Like maybe they switch it to a Flashpoint or DC's Flashpoint. I can um, at least see I, that could at least maybe work a little better. I can take that approach. And then a lot of the marketing would. You just heavily market more of, yeah, and uh, Supergirl, like, uh-huh. and like that's kind of that's kind of the way you go there. Um, yeah, get 
get a little bat flack in there. You know, and it sucks because I've heard from so many people that the movie's actually really good. So, uh, I'm hoping that they find a way to release this movie and just because I I really, like, I feel bad for people like, um, Sasha Cavalier that's playing Supergirl. Yeah, this is her big break. Yeah, this is her big break. Like, it would be such a shame for this movie not to release for her. Like, and this, you're getting the return of Ben Affleck as Batman. Like, I don't, I, I just don't know how you can't release it. But again, I also don't know if you can. It's so tough. Um, it, it'll release. Yeah. It'll release. We'll see. But um, it's going to be interesting to see how this situation plays out over the uh, coming weeks because pretty much every day you're getting new news on Ezra Miller. And the court case is going to be on July uh, 12th, if I remember correctly. So. That's less than a month. Less than a month. Uh, we're going to find out a lot of stuff sooner rather than later about him as well as his future as an actor, really, more so than anything. So, um, And now I'm not even going to talk about this much, but Amber Heard is out, so that's a thing. Yeah. Uh, there was the rumor that she was getting fired, but she's denied it. Yeah, I think – um. I have a feeling by the time the movie rolls out, she's not going to be in it. Mm. I could be wrong, but I have a feeling she will not be in the movie by the end. And if she is, it'll be the same as Ezra. It's going to be her last movie as the character. Yeah, I don't think she'll come back after uh, Aquaman 2, if she's in Aquaman 2. Um, you know. I try... Ah, yeah. Uh, so, basically, like... When it comes to her trial and her situation with uh, Johnny Depp, I try not to, like, when it comes to domestic violence, I try not to pick any, you know, I try not to, you know, mutual domestic violence, I should say, because obviously, like, she's accused him of doing some fucked up shit. I don't really, I'm going to be honest, I don't really believe her. I I don't. There are certain... At the very least, it was a very, very, very toxic situation between two people that clearly have issues. I'll say this. The reality of it is it's been confirmed at the very least that she has literally lied about parts of his abuse. Like, yeah. like quite like quite literally straight up lied and fabricated fake evidence. Yeah. So, like, at that point, for me, she loses all credibility. I can't, say, sure. that, I, I can't say that about Johnny Depp right now, at least. I'm sure... Like, just just using logic, I'm sure he did stuff that could be considered abuse, and I'm sure you know we've we've seen uh, what what Amber Heard has done. She shit in the bed. Uh, and yeah, that, that that was something. That's that's one way to come back on someone. She uh, was asserting her dominance. She was shitting her dominance. Uh. But yeah, I mean, it's just a, for me, it's just a sad situation. It's a sad thing to talk about. Uh, you know, I'm not the biggest Amber Heard fan as an actress. Uh, but, you know, I don't, I don't want, I don't want her to see her, if, if it's true that he did abuse her, it's sad that he did. If it's true that she abused him, that's incredibly sad. It's like, it's one of those things where, like, I don't want to take sides on something that's so kind of muddy. I get it. No, look, I, I understand people not wanting to take sides. 
and maybe I'm wrong for taking sides, but I kind of am. Yeah, because like, there, like she really did not just she didn't just lie. She also literally ruined his career for quite some time. Yeah, like he he was blacklisted in Hollywood for potentially we don't know for a fact either way, but for potentially as far as the evidence goes, at least not doing anything physically to her before she first got fucked up. At the very least, so yeah. for me, it's just. I feel so a lot of sympathy for him, and I really don't feel any for her. I don't, but I don't even want to talk about this too much. I'd rather get into the fun part of DC. But um, yeah. So um, do you want to say anything else on this, or do would you want to continue? Uh, I'm good on this subject. I mean, yeah, it's just it's just a sad subject, and that's really all all you can say about it. All right, um, the final topic that we're going to get into. The Actually, final two topics. We'll start with this, um, the Black Adam trailer. Yep. What did you think? Um, honestly, like, I thought it was fine. It just looks like you, it looks pretty typical blockbuster to, to me. I think, um, I'll say this, I'm curious if they're marketing it as a lighter movie than it is to draw more people in mm. or, if the, or if the movie is actually going to be as kind of you know typical blockbuster as it feels at times I, I don't really yeah. know right now because part of me says like I did expect this to be a bit of a more serious movie and I, I really hope it is but as of now I'm not quite sure so I guess we're going to have to wait and see on that but um they definitely are marketing it as if it's a regular blockbuster so far yeah. Doctor Fate looks cool. Though. Oh, the design for Doctor Fate is fantastic. I mean, all all the designs look great. I mean, in terms of just the aesthetic of the characters and the effects, the powers, very cool. And I'm I'm, I'm really hoping this movie does great because you can tell obviously The Rock has a lot of passion for this project, and um, I wish him nothing but the best in this role. So I'm not going to speak too much on this because I'm not really sure of what to say at the moment quite honestly but um i am hoping for the best with this Sorry. movie and honestly I'm, i hear you yeah and, i mean and i'm very excited for the movie the hierarchy and the power of dc universe is <laughs> about to change yeah can you smell what the rock is cooking i i don't know quite frankly i um i like the rock man i am curious to see how he does in this role to say the least. Yeah, he's been uh, attached to it for like 15 years, man. It's funny how like he's the if people say like his suit looks funny, it's because he's the only fucking person that doesn't need padding under it. Yeah, it's like he's literally so big that he's like, "No, I don't even give me anything. I just need the suit." Some some would say he's built like a wrestler. Yeah, I wonder why. I don't know. Yeah, I'm looking at him right now, dude. He's so fucking jacked in this movie. Like, I, I feel like after a while you get so jacked that you almost, like, you almost want to slim down a little bit just because you look too cartoonish. Yeah. No, I get that. I, would, I actually wouldn't want to be that big. Yeah, I think, like, I, want, I would love to have, like, a nice kind of physique, but, like, what I want to look like, I've got muscles on muscles on muscles on muscles on muscles. Yeah, no, that's not really my thing. That's like, I feel like at a certain point, you're just going to like, you feel like a balloon that's about to pop. Yeah. 
But, um, you know, Black Adam's a very cool character. It's cool that we're getting the JSA in this. <laughs> um, there's not much I really know about the plot, honestly, as of now, outside of just we're kind of going to dive into whether or not Black Adam is a hero or a villain in this um, DCEU. And I'm really going to hope they don't cop out and kind of have him be a hero at the end because that's really not what he should be early on, at least. Yeah, I don't think he should be a hero. I think, like, I feel like the uh, superhero movie kind of universe has always had trouble doing anti-heroes right. Because they never want to go all in on it very often. Because when you're doing a movie, you want your characters to all be, you know, rootable. They They want you to root for them. But, like, Black Adam's one of those characters where it's like, He's not really that kind of guy. Especially if you're going to eventually have him face off with, like, Shazam. Like, it'd be kind of weird if you paint him as a hero in this movie and then you get into that. Like, I wouldn't really be into it. Yeah. Like, I think, like, a better ending for the movie would be him embracing the kind of villainy aspects. Yes, yes. I think that's the best way to go. I think it makes the movie much more exciting as a whole. Um... The last topic I want to get into is uh, Joker 2. Yeah. You know, this is a movie that's been talked about for a long time. There's been a lot of controversy on it because many people don't think that we needed a sequel. And, um, you know, I, um, I'm not really sure if... Um, you know, I don't think it needed a sequel, but that doesn't mean that the sequel can't be justified existing. Yeah. I mean, the Joker-Harley Quinn kind of aspect is kind of like the way I thought it would go if they needed to do a sequel. They were either going to do that or the Joker imposter. Yes, and honestly, I would have been super down with that, too. That would have been fucking cool. But um, I'm very okay with the Harley Quinn storyline. I think, honestly, um, the fact that it's a musical is obviously the, the big topic of discussion and um for me at least i um i have a feeling when they say it's a musical it it, i don't think it's a full-fledged musical i think there's going to be quite a few musical numbers but i don't think oh i disagree oh you think it's entirely a musical oh yeah i think they're going full out trying to win an oscar for this shit and hey Honestly, that could work because I think it's a great play on the insanity of the character. I think that could be really well executed. It's just um, exactly that. It's execution. And I like Todd Phillips as a a director. I think he can definitely nail this. Yeah, I really like The Hangover. (laughs) I I love this movie War Dogs, man. War Dogs is really fucking good. um, He did War Dogs? Yeah, that was him. Interesting. You know, the fact fact that they are... um, that they got Lady Gaga in the role of Harley Quinn is a big deal. I mean, that's a big guess. Oh, can you hear me? Yeah. Okay, good, good, good. The, the fact that they got Lady Gaga is, like, crazy. Like, but it, like, makes so much sense. It's, like, such good casting. It, it just, like, that, that's a pretty obvious one, to be honest, but, like, Hey, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. No, like, like, there's nothing wrong with it, because like that's like when we were talking about the directors before, like how, uh, you know, it's a very safe pick if you get someone like Spielberg. It's like, yeah, because he's that fucking good. It's like, yeah. Lady Gaga is just such a great fit for the role, and that's why people are saying,
like it's safe. Yeah. Safe does not always mean bad. And, nah. and, in, this, and in this case, I think it's going to be great, man. I think yeah. she's going to fucking nail she's it. Gone, she's going to go for the Oscar for this one. And, you know, Joaquin Phoenix, man, the dude can sing. Watch Walk the Line if you haven't. Fucking fantastic movie, I mean. Yeah. I, I am pretty confident that this movie's going to be good. It's more a matter of whether or not it's going to be an Oscar winner. And I think, uh,. We're, we're going to see, but I think it might be. I really think it might be that good, and I'm excited to see what they do. For sure. I mean, this is definitely going to be, you know, this is kind of like the Oscar bait uh, comic book movie of whenever it releases. Yeah. But I'm excited for it. Yeah, for sure. All right, I think that's actually it. Yeah. For sure. Uh, I think I think we've covered all the bases. It was good to get an episode in. Uh, I did it while uh, distracted, which is impressive because I have ADHD. So I'm actually impressed with my performance today. Yes. Uh, but, yeah, so I will see you, see you next time. I mean, like, uh, we'll get going on the uh, – Miss Marvel watch and uh Yeah, well we will um we'll review the show at the end. We'll, yeah we'll do, we'll do it that way. For sure. Alright, well, Tom, this has been a pleasure as always, but until next time, this has been another episode of Cape Time. See everybody. Peace. Okay, hold up. Let me hit stop recording. That's important. That's always important to do. Yep.